On this video episode, you will learn about a growing trend. Actually, it's been around a long time, but especially now, I will share with you what's referred to in real estate attorney circles as a square foot case. I'm Patrick Powich in the heart of Santa Clara County in my hometown of Sunnyvale, California, 122 feet above sea level, also known as Silicon Valley. I have some nine great points for you with one bonus. That's a 10. And then I think I have a half a dozen comments here that I took good notes on Monday's real estate attorney-led webinar on square foot cases. This real estate attorney began the webinar stating that a single claim on an issue is an outlier. Two similar claims can be a coincidence. Three or more claims highlight a trend. And he indicated certainly the case here in 2023. Now, he also mentioned that there's no certain order. A disgruntled home buyer might come back and say, gosh, I don't like how you remodeled this bathroom, or I didn't know XYZ, or had I known about ABC, I would not have bought this house. So a square foot case could be filed six months before or six months after. The idea here is that people buy and sell homes all the time, whether it's the lot size, or the property size, and it's incorrect. And they find out later after they move in. So the real estate attorney was, wanted us to be cognizant of the fact that to rely solely on a property profile, that is a third party on the internet gathering information and selling it to real estate agents. The other part is that those third-party websites on the internet putting together a property profile on a particular property are receiving that information from the assessor's office. Now, the real estate attorney on Monday reminded the audience that assessors specialize in property appraisal for tax purposes. Now, he went on to say there's a difference between departments. The assessors exclusively examine properties for tax evaluation purposes. Now, building departments bear the responsibility of issuing and finalizing building permits, not to mention planning or zoning departments supervise property zoning, guaranteeing that the structure adhere to the special criteria such as setbacks, height restrictions, maximum development area, and floor area ratios. He went on to say it's notable that the claims stem from agents and buyers presuming the data that was obtained from the assessor's office is the ex actual size of the property that they are buying. Let's get into some advantages to being aware of this problem and real estate agents should 
exercise prudence and not depend solely on the information furnished by the assessor's office. Now, to my list, what do I have? Top nine with a bonus, number 10. Number one, professional measurements. Verification. Engage a certified appraiser or surveyor. Before listing a property, consider hiring a certified appraiser. They use specific standards and techniques to measure homes and can provide a detailed report on the property square footage. Now, if you have a piece of land or you think the boundaries might be inconsistent with the fence line, perhaps hire a surveyor. And you think, well, that's that's kind of expensive. Well, a lawsuit is a lot more than the cost of an appraiser or surveyor. So if one is unsure of the size of their property and they're about to sell it, might be a good idea to hire a professional. Unless, let's go to number two, consult with architects or building professionals. Now we have the professional assessment. If your property has undergone expansions or renovations, consult with the architects or builders who did the work perhaps a designer. They often have accurate blueprints or plans detailing the changes made to the property. Number three, maintain good records. Keep copies of all property-related documents, including previous appraisals, architectural plans, and permits for renovations. Offer these records to potential home buyers upon request. Number four, transparency in the listing. Now, a listing is putting the property on the market on the multiple listing service. Clear disclosure, transparency, explicitly state the source of the square footage. Clearly state the source of the square footage in the listing. If there are known discrepancies between the different measurements, disclose them. Include a disclaimer advising potential buyers to verify the square footage on their own. And I will put in the episode notes the name of the form that we use here in California, as well as the other form we use in Silicon Valley. Number five, educate buyers. Educate those home buyers. Encourage home buyers to understand the importance of verifying square footage and the potential discrepancies between the different data sources. This can help set expectations and reduce surprises down the line. One of the top real estate attorneys in Silicon Valley often said, home buyers don't like surprises. All right, number six, disclose discrepancies. If you're aware of any disparities between different sources of square footage data, Disclose them to potential home buyers. For example, if county records show a different measurement than a recent appraiser's report, mention both figures and explain the reason for the difference, if you know of a reason. In number eight, encourage home buyer verification. This is my favorite. Support the buyer's efforts to independently measure the property, consider offering to cover or split the cost of an independent assessment as a show of goodwill. Now, in a cash buyer, they typically will not have an appraiser. And maybe if it's a piece of land, not a surveyor. Certainly, the problems in the suburbs, the fence line might be off, or the 
redwood deck and back might be six inches into the neighbor's property. Uh, detached garages are often six or nine inches into the neighboring property. I've uh, heard of even uh, the in-law quarters, alternative dwelling units, ADUs, on uh, bordering you know, foot or 18 inches into a neighbor's property. All right, number nine. Open communication. Be willing to discuss any concerns or questions potential home buyers may have about the property size. If a buyer presents a different measurement, be open to reevaluating and negotiating based on new information. You see, that's before seller lists a property, they need to do their due diligence. And for the bonus, number 10, offer a review period also known as a contingency period, before finalizing the sale, give buyers a specific period. For instance, five to seven days to review and confirm all property details, including square footage. This ensures that they have ample time to carry out their due diligence. Now, of course, if there's farmland or a rural property, it'll take five to seven days to to book an appointment uh, for perhaps for an uh, surveyor or appraiser. So that, again, the real estate attorney mentioned this is a trend. So please, I hope you took good notes. And if you know someone thinking of buying or selling a home, please share this podcast with them. If you found value in this episode, please share or subscribe. And remember to check out my website, siliconvalleybroker.com. There's good tips there for consumer protection for home buyers, managing risk for home sellers. There is also a resource where you could check out values in your neighborhood with real-time interactive graphs. This is Pat Kapowich from Silicon Valley. Take care, and we will talk to you in the next episode.